You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Oh man, I bet out of all the voices you expected to hear, it wasn't this one. What's going on? This is Alex from the Something Good Network, owner, editor, all that good shit. And while these boys are talking about their own cryptids, conspiracies, and cults, I've had my own conspiracy to figure out, which is who has been messing up these recordings. And during the middle of this one, I actually figured out who, and I fixed it right then and there. So for the first little bit of this, hang tight. The audio is a little rough, but then after that, it does kick in and get a little better. All right, boys, take it away. You don't know about the the other side of the pyramid, the fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. (laughs) I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the And once you open your fucking mind, I'm going to play the goddamn family. I know all of them, and I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. This is Chris with my co-host. Quinn. And today we will be speaking about something I'm not 100% knowledgeable on. I'm not so much as a pro on this one, a master of none, really. But uh, Quinn has a story for us, uh, a nice little, little yarn about a new conspiracy and a cult, but... Before we begin, Double we have whammy. another guest for us, Mikey Black. What's up? How's Katie, it going? Muscles, Nera, Nera. Quinn's yeah. got notes. Quinn's got a lot of notes. Yeah, yeah they're all disorganized. Sure red yarns and poster boards. <laughs> Dude, I was scared I was going to get to that point. It's not even funny. Like, I'm sitting there writing. I have, it fucked up because I didn't tell my wife what I was writing on. I had to explain it to her before I came over here today. <laughs> She's like, you still haven't told me what the fuck you're working on. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, all this yarn in here is Do really you have good. a computer? I do not. Oh. Why yeah. Not? Just never bought one. Never. You look like the kind of guy that would have a computer. I have two. <laughs> he didn't even look like the kind of guy that would have a computer. He does look like the type of guy. He told me he told us he worked from home. Of course he has a computer. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, that one. That one. I got one in my parents' house. I got uh, a backup a tower. I've only had like I've only owned like two computers over the years, and the fucked up thing is I lost both of them. You Just lost them. Lost them. Mm. Lost them in the annals of time. <laughs> the annals. The, the annals of time, Chris. I think I know what I'm talking about here. You know, because I read. The annals of time. Not the butt fuck of well, time. Well, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Annals, annals. You know, it's I don't want to hear about your Mick Irish recipes. All right. <laughs> 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 Would you go try to find your way out of this fucking house again, you stupid fucking Polak? <laughs> oh, that's a Mikey joke. That is a Mikey joke. Oh. <laughs> This Irish motherfucker be stealing jokes. <laughs> that doesn't matter. He it's stole people's bit. land. Oh, it's okay. I know where you parked. <laughs> of course you do. Because <laughs> you were watching the Jewish guy who parked next to me. It's in your jeans, you kraut bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Quinn? Uh, today is going to be the Finders cult, the Finders of Lost Children. Uh, pretty much how the CIA and parts of the FBI, that's my pen, Give me my pen. It's my pen. 
You click it twice, it shoots a poison dart. I one fucking co-host the show I want to do, and he gets fucking uppity when I'm like, hey, man, tell me about this stupid shit you know. I told you all the stupid shit I know. Uh, he's got notes and shit. I didn't need notes. <laughs> I broke down the fucking white supremacy movement from fucking 1985 There's a lot of information. <laughs> you, you try reading 600 plus pages of fucking FBI documents, most of which are redacted in places. <laughs> like, this like, shit. It's, it's probably like reading like Lord of the Rings or some shit. It's probably the same goddamn thing. He well, made up half of it. He made, yeah, up, half made up half of it. There's hobbits, there's little people. <laughs> trolls. There's trolls. Um, Orcs. Or I like could say whites. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, a lot of this was kind of swept under the rug because when it started coming out, this was during the height of satanic panic. Mm. And they really didn't start soft releasing a lot of the other documents that were composed after it all happened, mm. when it was kind of put to rest, um, until 1993. And they didn't drop all this stuff on the vault the fbi vault until october 25th uh 2019 so it's pretty new most of this shit um this stuff like goes in depth with uh i don't know if you ever heard of the name john tower yes he actually has a form of involvement in a way in this because under his school he helped kind of lay the foundation for this place called the McMartin Preschool in uh, Washington, yeah. D.C. I, they, knew more, I knew more about the McMartin Preschool. Where they found the tunnels. Yeah. Um, this ties that in to oh. where the tunnels went to different apartment complexes. One of the apartment complexes that's in this case that gets uh, raided is part of that conspiracy as well. Hmm. But it's to the extent where the FBI is covering the CIA's ass in this yeah. case. Now, I've... I've when I did the research on this, I was more looking for the end goal. Uh, and we'll talk about it on part two of this episode. That's right, folks. You get a two-parter. Uh, because the amount of bullshit <laughs> that we have to go through. Yeah. Uh, but I did see a lot of speculation, not just about the CIA on this one, but the FBI involvement. Uh, yes. But also the infiltration of certain government groups or the alphabet squads. Um, uh, yeah. No, I mean, at the head of all this is uh, Marion Petty, who is a uh, retired uh, Master Sergeant of the U.S. Air Force. Um, started this back in the 1970s during the anti-war movement, late 60s, early 70s, height of Vietnam War. Yeah. I've heard, uh, it, and we'll get to it toward the end, but a lot of it's you know, speculation of what's, what what you could do, I guess, uh, in their in their kind of ways. A lot of, you know, is it the CIA? Is it part of MK Ultra? Is it part of a spy program? Is mm-hmm. it part, are they hiding the fact that it is Satanist? Or is the CIA a Satanist group? Or if they do hide the Satanist group, is it to prevent a panic across the country? You know, it's, it, it, it was very elaborate on like the different endings of very much. theories of this cult. That's right, folks. It's a cult and a conspiracy on top. Yeah. It, it's at, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, like, and the shitty thing is, it's like, I want to say it's a conspiracy, but there's just so much evidence and news articles. They interviewed the people, of course, the people involved with the entire concept of it. Uh, Marion Petty and another gentleman named uh, Robert Gardner Terrell um, both kind of put it to bed, dissuaded everybody. No, don't worry about it. This well, is what it really about, is. That's the great thing about the conspiracy theory. You can take based evidence and mix it with some other shit. Exactly. You kind of just make up your own thing. Of course. Now, kind of like the Baptists. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. In this case, there's only a handful of good guys. It's pretty much uh, two men against the fucking <laughs> machine that is the government. <laughs> the NWO, probably. No, no I'm not going to go that far. i got to find my tinfoil hat. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, the Hardy Brothers. <laughs> Sting? Sting. Sting. He's the biggest one of them all. Oh, my God. Um, but... 
you know, going into this, uh, I didn't know what to expect from it. I didn't know how deep it was going to go or how far up the top it goes. But, dude, there's a lot of reading material you have you can go through to find even more about this. Uh, Robert Terrell released a book. There's um, accounts from Congress, uh, members of Congress. One of them was actually a Democratic senator from the state of North Carolina mentioned it at one point. Tom Lewis from Florida talked about it in 1993. But I guess uh, we should go into this now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Before we do, uh, Mikey, have you ever heard of this story before? The Finders called or only what uh, Quinn has told me on our car rides to gigs. Yeah, oh, but that was from um, half paying attention. Yeah, he he. I was kind of. I'd stop halfway through and just kind of look at him, and I didn't have to say it, but it was a mutual understanding. Like, you listening? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it involved Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he he stoned off his ass listening to Dragon Ball Z music. <laughs> And he stoned um, off his ass. He doesn't realize it's the third time he's telling me about it. You've already <laughs> fucking told me this. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, kind of got something written here. I kind of half-assed this, so don't mind my writing. Cause I'll, oh, it's written in Arabic. It's from right yeah. to left, not left to right. Yep, yep, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I used to write for the Baghdad Inquirer. <laughs> um, so, to begin this story, I propose the use of a quote by one of the likes of Nelson Mandela. Quote, the true character of a society is revealed in how it treats its children. While the former president and major civil rights leader within South Africa emulates a scintillating reflection of society per the surface level, I must counter his statement with an inquiry, an inquiry of which encompassed the sheer shock, bewilderment, and disappointment that engulfs this playful story of corruption and the apathetic homicide of youthful innocence. A little wordy, but, you know. Does Mandela said that? Not all that, but... I'm about to say, he's not real, so I don't know why he... No, the quote there was the... Uh, <laughs> he's not oh. real. He's not real. <laughs> they replaced him. It's like the bird of Steve Bears. They're not real. <laughs> Neither is the cornucopia from the Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> fruit of the Loom? What the fuck is Fruit of the Loom? <laughs> oh, no. I've gone too far. They've gotten rid of Fruit of the Loom. So I will say, like, uh, on the uh, on the surface of this, uh, how does it really kick off? Well, I guess the best way to be would be uh, to talk about a day on February 4th, 1987, um, where the city of Tallahassee, Florida, uh, received a 911 call at approximately 5 o'clock in the afternoon. The caller turns and... Uh, says to the TPD uh, dispatch, hey, uh, I noticed these kids sitting out, six of them sitting in a circle with these two well-dressed men looking, uh, like watching them. Mm -hmm. And kids are dirty, look disheveled, look like they haven't eaten or showered in weeks. Yeah. So genuine wellness check, you know, child endangerment, height of satanic panic, state of fucking Florida. You imagine the police response was quick. Um, police respond, I believe her name was uh, Judy... Kelchecki was her name, or mm -hmm. I have her name written here, but you yeah. know it's it's buried. Um, but essentially, they come up to these guys and they turn to them, question them about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, the two men then turn and explain, "Oh, we're teachers trying to bring these kids to a school for brilliant children down in Mexico. We're on a road trip." That story also changed as well because at another point, these same guys were saying that they were originally traveling to Kentucky to build a retirement community, yeah. of which there was some backing. There was a reverend out in Kentucky that mentioned 
they were supposed to come out there. But, you know, it's, you can only believe that at face value. Now, uh, the, uh, now from what I understand, the uh, Kentucky story uh, was backed by a man who was building a retirement home. Correct. But at no point did the police kind of question themselves on that with bringing what? What are the age range of the children? Uh, two to seven. Two to seven years old. And their names are actually was what got me because the police eventually questioned them about it. You hear the shuffling papers first. Yeah, I got, I got tons yeah, of papers. Tons of papers. It's all red light and highlighted. There's a lot of red yarn residue. <laughs> Coffee stains. Coffee stains, cigarette burns. I know I have it here somewhere. I wish I would have organized this better. Oh, it's at the back of, of the first page. It's a grocery <laughs> list of a madman. For real. Can you number them? <laughs> the names of the kids uh, were Mary Houlihan, Max Livingston, Benjamin Franklin. Is that funny? Benjamin Franklin? Really? Dead serious. Honeybee Evans, BB, and John Paul Houlihan. Now, two of these. folks. Mikey thinks Houlihan. kids are funny. Yeah. <laughs> Who are being kidnapped by the CIA. No, two funny, of these. Funny, funny. Two of these kids turned out to be the kid. Uh, uh, daughter and stepson of Michael Houlihan, one of the two suspects at the scene. Michael Houlihan and Douglas Ammerman were their names. Played by Chris Farley, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Farley and David Spade. David Spade would own a van. No, these guys are... I, I wish I could show you real quick, but these guys, they both have like those fucking porn stashes, but one dude's got like the... He's almost has the Fu Manchu, but then he's got the handlebar mustache. It's bad. He's got uh, a Fu Manchu and a handlebar it mustache. Tra- it changes. It goes from being downward, like a Fu Manchu, to being just a really thin handlebar mustache. Like, he looks like he walk- He fixes fights at the docks in, like, 1910s New York. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a criminal. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the other, dude's, the ass, the other dude's got that thick porn stash from the 1970s, and at 1987, it's like, dude, that shit ended already. But, uh... Yeah, they say that they're going to a school, uh, brilliant kids trying to construct that down in Mexico. Cops are like, yeah, you're full of shit, buddy. You're under arrest. Yeah. Take them in. Uh, police reports say that they were charged with child abuse. So they're going to sit in jail for a good bit of time. I believe they sat in jail for what was said 40 days, 41 days. Yeah. So uh, when I was going to research, I was more focused on that part during the research. It was yeah. uh, child abuse, reckless endangerment. Yeah. Uh, and uh, possession of a stolen vehicle. And that stolen vehicle, the 1979 Dodge, is uh, Dodge Van is where really a lot of this is mm. cracked open. The whole idea of what this group could be. So they searched this 1979 Dodge. They end up finding things like twenty ton, like a, a twenty count, probably more uh, floppy disks. It's back in the day. Old school computer from you know back in the day. Chinese English dictionary. Mm. Um, countless maps uh something called the ballad of ballads which you later find out reading into this and also uh, some of the other youtube channels i've watched that have delved deep into this uh we've read the documents solid great sources solid sources <laughs> just because they talked to the actual people this guy's interviewed one of the guys who were on this case for the u.s customs service um yeah so uh, uh, going into the customs part of it, it was because uh, i believe it was the children that was the cause of the customs thing. Yeah, because when the TPD was interviewing them, they had found not just neglect, but there was also sexual assault cases. They had somebody from the health department come in and mm-hmm. investigate as well. Uh, the, it was, uh, I think it was because they had a, a child pornography as well. Yep, because part of custom, that was under the cur- under customs at the time. There was uh, photos of children, both on nude. the floppy disks. No, uh, actual no. like Polaroid photos in a duffel bag. What was on the floppy disks? Floppy disks. I'm floppy not sure. Disk stuff. 
<laughs> Big floppy disks. I think a lot of it has to do with the telexes that are found later on during the, the two raids. Chinese launch codes. No, but there right is some... Right next to the Chinese-English <laughs> dictionary. <laughs> You'd be surprised that they did have a connection in the embassy in Hong Kong that was contacting them over the sale of children. Yeah, and uh, I believe uh, when one of the children was approached by an adult, they said that... Uh, or the cops, basically. Uh, they had mentioned that uh, if they did good behavior, they were able to eat. That's correct. That's Which correct. kind of plays into the whole child abuse thing. That came into uh, when they were interviewing Mary, Mary Houlihan, mm-hmm. who was the only child that could speak, because these kids were petrified. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were being taken into the police station. A few of them pissed their fucking pants because of what was going on. They didn't know where they were being taken. They had been shuttled around quite a bit. Yeah. And um, the uh, oldest was a girl. Mary. Mary. She was uh, the only one who could talk. Now, go to, I do know some of the photos they had found. Uh, not only was explicit photos of children but it was also children in white robes around a uh, dead goat that uh, was what looked like a sacrifice that actually that was found but it was found in the warehouse raid Mm. which is where the customs guys come in because they called up the local customs office to figure out who these children really were because they could tell they were aliases Mm. and to further add on to that point they asked Mary what her real last name was and Mary turned and said which one yeah which made them go, okay, these aren't their fucking real names. Mm. Um, they call the local office. Local office calls federal office Federal office up in uh, D.C. Uh, that's where this guy, Ramon J. Martinez, comes in. He's the big, like, hero of the whole thing, even though they fuck him over in the end. He doesn't end up dead. He just... You gotta be a hero with a name like that. Yeah, for real. Ramon J. Martinez. He wound up being a whistleblower (laughs) later on. Um, But he gets onto this case, and the TPD, the Tallahassee Police Department, also calls the Metropolitan Police Department in D.C. Because the two guys, Ammerman and uh, Houlihan, both turned and said that their parents totally consented to them coming with them. They were still residing up in D.C., so they're calling the local police department to see if they have anything on either one of these guys. Uh, at some point, I, I'm not sure where they mentioned the finders, but I, I do I do recall that a part of this, which is kind of funny, was uh, they were in D.C. and were going to Kentucky, but were caught in Tallahassee because you know that's the fastest way to get to Kentucky from D.C. is to go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. It's the dumbest fucking thing possible. Like they could not keep their story straight, mm. and then. Uh, Robert Terrell Gardner is the one who was saying that, mm-hmm. where it was like, these guys were saying they were going to Mexico. Yeah. Who the fuck, why can't you get your story straight? Yeah, so your two kidnappers basically are like, oh no, we're, we're dipping to Mexico. Yeah. And the guy who's like, tumbling for him is just like, nah man, we're going to get to Kentucky. And moving <laughs> forward from this, uh, we're going to kind of just go to the very next day, February 5th, 1987. There's a Florida State University student. Um, <laughs> I got to go through these again. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, right? <laughs> Varsity. The juice. The juice, man. Oh wait, no, he's he's retired. He, he's not. Nah, by eighty-seven, he's not. He's not in college anymore. Uh, he's playing for the Bills. Why do you know that? <laughs> he ran for eleven thousand yards and chopped a woman's head off. Of course, I fucking know that. On one day. <laughs> no, it took him time. He did a Hertz commercial, a couple of naked gun movies. <laughs> I still can't believe he's a naked gun. I gotta organize this shit better. Oh, you just some red yarn. For real, and a fucking whiteboard. I was gonna take all of Alex's posters down and just start putting up fucking, <laughs> fucking written scripts and like articles and pictures. That's what I needed. It's just a long yard, like one giant red yard string going from Katy Perry to fucking O.J. Simpson to Jabba Ramsey to George Bush. 
Well, I can't seem to to FDR to nine eleven. Can't, <laughs> can't seem to find the uh, the student's name, but FSU student. They uh, got to you, didn't they? What's that? What? They, yeah, they wiped it. They took that page. They took that page. <laughs> Gradually, I've been losing pages out of my notebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you losing pages out of that fucking autobiography? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that Alzheimer's is a real killer. <laughs> the government created Alzheimer's. You know what, hey, you know what the best yeah. thing about Alzheimer's and dementia is? You can hide your own Easter eggs. You know what's even better than that? You can wrap your own Christmas presents. You know what's even better than that? You have the best Halloween costume. You look in the mirror, you don't recognize the fucking person. <laughs> Thanks, Picasso. Who are you? Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, Put that one in your stand-up. That was perfect. That was a good joke. Wow. A better one. Just like you get to fuck. You get to fuck your wife like it's new every time. <laughs> Who are you? You get to um, fuck strangers. Slow down, baby. Let the Parkinsons do the work. Oh my God. I'm having a seizure. Just the motion of it. the brain wave. <laughs> um, but. Day after all this happens, FSU student finds a computer that's just randomly sitting in a fucking phone booth on campus. Mm-hmm. Guy goes, okay, what the fuck is all this? I'm just going to take this back. It's a free computer. It's 1987. Who the fuck's going to see it? If only that were you. If only that were me. Let's talk about that for a second. It's 1987. A man found a computer. Oh, yeah. It's still the floppy disk age, too. And, and so someone had one of those old school like suitcase laptops, yeah. probably. Yes. Where you crank it over. Yes. 95.9% of that motherfucker is all machine. The screen's about as big as an iPhone 1, and it's all fucking DOS, like MS-DOS. And, and that's really, the, it's telex messages. Yeah. That's all that's on there is telex type of stuff. So kind of reminds me of the, the, I had to look into what telex was, because, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a millennial. I'm stupid. I don't understand old technology. <laughs> well, long ago, <laughs> someone invented the typewriter and then put a machine on that motherfucker. No. Them things that would always click? Yeah. Clicky, clicky. <laughs> um, but takes it home, doesn't open the fucking thing for, I think, a day, two days. I think it was February 7th. He finally opens it up and looks in and decides to log in. Fucking thing was already logged in. If and someone he, found this goddamn thing today, if an FSU fucking person found this, they would be selling that motherfucker on That shit would so be good. on TikTok right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Look what I found today. <laughs> For real, though. It's um, your boy Chili Billy here back at fucking <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. Oh, we're going to be doing phone booth searches. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Just opens it pepper sprayed by the guy who owns it. <laughs> Get the fuck off my shit, bro. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I go to take a piss and I deal with you? It's actually a college professor's fucking laptop. Oh, yeah, go figure. Yeah, yeah, he's got photos of the fucking lacrosse team. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit. He's changed his name four times. We already knew it. Um, yeah. he, so like the Catholic priest, he <laughs> bounces from lacrosse team, lacrosse team. Kid finds it. He ends up finding a, a bunch of messages um, pretty much detailing trafficking, detailing how to kidnap children was mm-hmm. one of them, how to avoid law enforcement. This is also backed up by what's found in the apartment raid in D.C., uh, mm-hmm. Later on in this story, so turns it over to the Tallahassee Police Department, and they're continuously compiling a case. Now, around this time, I think it was the, I think it was the fourteenth, mm-hmm. but a week later, the Washington Post uh, is actually one of, the, or the Washington Times is actually one of the first newspapers to come out about this and talk about mm-hmm. it. Uh, they mention the finders by name, pretty much state it's a satanic cult right from the get go. Uh, this is further confirmed by a source supposedly they had in there because you know every good decent reporter has somebody on the inside of a case that's working it that can tell you which is either Jim Bradley or 
Jim uh, Skirtner. I forgot his actual last name, but another Jim. Um, and further backs it up by stating, yeah, we've been watching this cult since 1985. That was also in, with the correspondence from Tallahassee and Metropolitan Police Department. Metropolitan Police Department just told them, yeah, we've been watching them in this warehouse since the like early 80s, mm. early part of this decade. And turns out that they had been operating out of that warehouse and the cops had run surveillance there over the years. They had seen children coming in and out in the same types of vans that were found down in Tallahassee. Um, now, from what they saw, they also saw a lot of influx of women and men, all dressed formally, um, going in and out of the place on a near nightly basis. There's one story of a cop that went in through one of the open windows when they first bought the building back in 1975. That uh, the leader of this whole thing, Marion Petty, who comes, they track him down and figure out who he is based on Mary's mm -hmm. uh, testimony telling uh, these cops that they used to uh, quote-unquote play games, which the games were really fucking weird. Like, they, one of them was um, they'd take, like, somebody who had holes in their shirt and then run away with it and then plug more fucking holes into it. They'd keep them, at times, either in cages or, a, like, in dark areas. It wasn't really like hide-and-go-seek. It was all weird type of stuff. Uh, one thing that would happen is that for fucking, I think Christmas one year, they just had this random ass naked woman just walk down into the basement. There wasn't really anything further corroborated on yeah. that. But it was like taking this with a grain of salt because of these kids went through something traumatic. So mm -hmm. you don't know if they're trying to repress that memory and try to make sense of it at their age or shit this crazy could have happened. Which after this, after the. Um, Metropolitan Police Department clarifies with uh, Tallahassee. It ends up uh, the intelligence division of the D.C. police ends up tracking down addresses that were already under some form of uh, investigation. One of which is one of the apartment complexes I was mentioning earlier with the McMartin Preschool with the tunnels that mm -hmm. went underneath there. Because they stumbled upon tunnels that were similar nearby that apartment complex of which uh the intelligence division dug up yeah now go to satanic panic real quick uh do you guys know the history of satanic panic how well how it really got ramped up mm -mm. so uh during the zodiac killings um back in the day uh they believed that uh, the man was a satanist of sorts um Satanism has been around for a very long time, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until the uh, early '80s during the Reagan administration that uh, it really kicks up. Uh, there is an individual who was doing uh, basically shows, uh, performance shows uh, for churches. A man who'd come, he was basically a preacher of some sorts, but he would talk about these ideas of Satanists coming to your community and taking your children and uh, kind of grooming them and stuff like that. Much of what we're hearing today about you know schools and stuff like that but uh and his was total bullshit a lot of his stuff was made up from his you know own mind mm. uh he wrote constant articles about satanic panic um one of these played a big role in the west memphis three trial in arkansas um uh, damien eccles and the other two boys were, were basically found guilty and sentenced to life in prison uh because of this belief of satanic panic uh, it happens much more 
uh, especially in the Midwest and the uh, South. But uh, it, it really played a big part into answering what was the problem. Um, because in the 80s and 70s, we see more and more and more information about serial killers uh, that basically become this new thing. Um, so you like, you had cult leaders and stuff like that, but you also had serial killers. And like, hey, where are these serial killers coming from? Oh, they're all Satanists. You know, that's what it is. Ted Bundy's a Satanist. Richard Ramirez was around this time yes. too, so that really kind of cultivated the, the Nightcrawler. Yeah, and that that's what really you know pushed this narrative forward. Mm-hmm. The problem is just trying to avoid mental illness as long as we can. It, yeah. Just, can't be that. It must be Satan. It has to be. Of course. It's, a, it's the same shit. It's no different than back in medieval times. We like to think we're more of a civilized society, but we kind of fall back on that He's same... He's got demons in him. No, he doesn't. He's just schizophrenic. Put just, some leeches on him. Just feed him nicotine until he shuts the fuck up. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's, honestly, we don't really treat it any different, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> fuck it. He, yeah, he, he has a pack of cigarettes. Smoke the entire pack. The voices will go away. And you'll get a nice bud since you never smoked. <laughs> We're, te- we're teaching him not about the voices inside, but about brand loyalty. Brand loyalty. <laughs> Marlboro. Marlboro, baby. Karen's been spoken to Winston. She hasn't had a period in years. Oh, my fucking God. It's because she has ovarian cancer, you prick. <laughs> but I just like, uh, like, going into this, like, so you're, we're talking about the late 80s, going into the early 90s. Uh, with all this information, you're talking about the cop. Uh, showed up at this place uh i'm just picturing like when i first was doing the research about this especially the formal wear people going into the warehouse like in the apartment building too they were in and out yeah but just coming in and out you know i just imagine there's these are like some eyes wide shut type parties it's just like that's ages and shit that's actually what a lot of people you're not totally off the beaten path with that too so from the research i've done on it um it just seems like this is set up to be more of a traffic type situation where you're trafficking children as property or a commodity right. and we have to move them constantly and i think that's where the whole van and warehouse thing comes in uh, a lot of a lot of this too is um the national forest service at this time this is another part that kind of got off the beaten path on the story was um more and more people the increase of missing people in national parks had increased in 85 was substantial yeah. by 85 too yeah so uh roughly um roughly about fifty thousand people yeah had disappeared across the country in some sort of national area of forestry or something like and that And like not even in the normal like there was evidence there was, you know the like squ- a bear got them or anything nothing or like, no, just some, someone got them Vanished without a trace. Not a single shred of them left behind. In some yeah. cases, you'd find maybe like a shoe, something small. But yeah. they around this time, it was. Wasn't this also around the same? No, that was in the seventies with the uh, the uh, Native American tribes in um, uh, the Upper Midwest in Montana, where mm-hmm. the FBI was a, a Rage Against the Machine. Oh. Actually, wrote a song about it yeah. where they raided the uh, reservation. Yeah, but with the Blackfoot. Yes, and people were going missing up there, yeah. and the uh, FBI local FBI office was getting blamed. Yeah. Dude. Like a predator uh, got him. Yeah, yeah. The predator, the predator, uh, the Wendigo, Bigfoot, the White Man, <laughs> the White Man, the Steven big, Seagal, Steven Seagal, probably. He needed extras. Don't do a deep dive on Steven Seagal, folks. I've done, I've done it for you. He's a monster. He's a terrible human being and shitty karate. Um. So the apartment uh, that 
came up uh, during that search, like came up when the uh, investigation division was tracking down the addresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an apartment over in Glover Park. I looked everywhere I fucking could to find an address. I couldn't. I was able to find an address in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. But uh, Glover Park, which was in that trifecta of tunnels, um, I mean, there's a lot I could really say about this. Now you're going to the daycare with the tunnels. Uh, now, this was a hub for missing children as well? There was a belief, yes, just because of a seven-inch hole that looked like food scraps were thrown down to it. And this kind of goes into what those kids were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted, Gu- Ted Gunderson of the FBI was the real big spearhead in regards to that investigation. He also headed the investigation on Jim Tower. Mm-hmm. Now, they censored Jim Tower's name in the documents, which is what got me because it's an obvious reference to him because they're trying to cross-reference the McMartin case that they find here mm-hmm. with his case. And it's like, I don't understand why you're going to redact him when he's already dead. Mm-hmm. You know, he got sent to go live with family and he eventually passed away. And I think he got sent to Europe, of all things. He got sent out of the U.S. Um, did no time. Uh, so... Well, anytime, like I will say, anytime you're doing a Freedom of Information Act kind of thing and they do a redaction of a name, uh, a standard operating procedure is go ahead and redact the name yeah. of the dead because now you can do what's called a conspiracy to commit where anyone he knows that is still alive could be part of that group. The, a, a fictional cabal. So you could argue, let's say, like for example, uh, the report for JFK's death is highly redacted. Yeah. If it came out that hey, that while he was while he was being murdered or something like that, LBJ was like in one of those buildings watching it happen. Like if that was to say like, and they said, hey, so and so in this building witnessed it, and we can't say his name. Now, what if it did say his name and he's already dead, but it came out to be someone higher up, like let's say one of the bush family or something it, it's they still have the connections they yeah, have so, stuff out yeah so that you would you would actually bring credence to a uh credence to a cabal of sorts which would cause a bigger problem in evidence chain and, uh, that, and that's how you know you, you wind up like most of the people in arkansas when bill clinton was governor <laughs> you oh, asked too many questions <laughs> yeah you asked too many questions and uh a good version of this is uh the the contra soldiers yes. that were found uh roaming the woods of fucking and towns of arkansas because yep. they got dropped there because of uh Seeley. yep uh, yep and uh then you get what's called what i refer to as the gary webb special yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's a whole nother story but it also has kind of the same kind of caliber of hey does does the does this person who's going to be president of the united states have ties to a, a conspiracy to allow crime in his own state oh yeah and that yeah. the funny thing is too it Reagan is president at this time, if I remember right. 1987, yes. Well, that's that's the funny thing, because uh, Terrell um, was doing an interview with one newspaper in 1987 uh, where the Tallahassee Police Department got in contact with them. Mm. Uh, Newspaper had a contact within the police department. Story got leaked. He's wearing a fucking Ronald Reagan mask. Yeah. Like, that's what kind of got me, Mm. now that you mentioned that, to where it's like, if he's willing to cover up that... Who are these guys to cover up this? Do they know him? Do they have connections that far? Because mm. there was uh, uh, Tom Lewis was one of the people that really was kind of up in arms about it, but he dissipated just as quick as he started, which leads me to believe that there's some kind of shadiness that goes higher than just Marion Petty, who uh, had you know served in the Air Force. Um, 
But I mean, if uh, like, that's the great thing about the, you know that's the great thing about a conspiracy of a of something like this. Oh is yeah, there, there's multiple answers. Uh, we talked about this uh, when it came to the Mothman. You know, is it aliens? Is it a man in a suit? Is it a collective hallucination caused by gas leaks? <laughs> yeah, you know, it could be all kinds of things. Then that's kind of what I've been trying to go in with this because it's like it's so easy to fall into this to mm-hmm. believe it. It's just. It's fucking nuts, dude. I think it's because of all the attractive things it has. Oh, yeah. So it has a cult. It has a shady leader. It has multiple uh, law enforcement agencies involved, FBI, local police, uh, CIA, stuff like that. And you're kind of left with a total uh, kind of a blank check to write what's actually happening. Um, And you can just take any building blocks that you want to and shape them into the castle of conspiracy you really want. And I actually found the uh, the address of that duplex. It's act- It was written in a fucking Washington Post article. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not cool at all. No, like they, they well, they also- Hey, what, this apartment B on 123 Sesame Street. Hold on, I think Bunch of actually, fucking crack dealers. No, no, they don't have the specific apartment, <laughs> but they said it was at a duplex at uh, 391820. Uh, West Street Northwest in DC. Uh, the other one I think is 1307. Um, I can't even remember the fucking street name. But anyway, yeah, the, the warehouse was on this corner. Apartment was over up here, not even a mile away from one another. Okay. Just so, kind of a, so like a close knit. Close knit, very close knit. Keeping your operations close, but not too close. Uh, so kind of going into the warehouse raid. Um, this is where shit kind of hits the fan. So Ramon Martinez and Ramon Martinez. <laughs> like that is so, when I found more like about him. Like he did a whole whistleblower shit and taught, like wrote an entire fucking like I think like fifty page document on mm-hmm. what the fuck happened with his job. You can read right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you can't read right. Yeah. Dude, can't. That's the conspiracy. If all of a sudden an agent just forgets how to read and write. Mm. Well, he won't be able to work at the Department of Transportation in West Virginia. No, he will not. Oh, you can't rewrite. You can't get no job, homie. Um, But this is where they find... This is what happens, folks. When you read and write, this is what happens. You get pages and pages of conspiracy. (laughs) Don't read. It's a fucking scam. It really is. Because once you (laughs) stop, you can't stop. And this is coming from a guy who says he loves reading. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> it's a it's a curse. Once you learn to read, you can't stop reading. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so they come across this Washington warehouse. Blah blah blah. Uh, Jim Brad uh, Jim Bradley and Martinez bust in. They find the windows boarded shut. The door uh, one of the doors was locked with a heart shaped padlock. Oh, sweet. Uh, the interior is full of mattresses and newspaper articles, which reference the finders in different articles. So it's like they had people that were reaching out, probably worked for them. I feel like a lot of this shit is like Scientology, to where mm-hmm. it's like they have people in high places that either are sympathetic or they're part of it. Well, going into that, like uh, the FBI had found members of multiple cults embedded in local agencies uh, Scientology yeah. is the biggest one uh, they had multiple agents uh, embedded in the FBI and the CIA at the time 
mainly because of mission work that these places would do. Of course. Uh, they would learn different languages. Um, that was a big contention with the Mormons at one point. A lot of uh, Mormon missionaries were being approached by government agencies to do work in the field in foreign areas uh, because Mormons tend to learn multiple languages to do their mission work and evangelize out, outside the United States. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Uh, didn't realize it was a competition. Slow down, Mormons. They don't just got bicycles. <laughs> they know eight different languages. Yeah, Mormons are more of the most elaborate fucking cult that's considered a religion that I think I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Scientology um, is a straight-up cult. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's Mormons, a Mormons, It's like a practical. union cult, because you got to pay dues. <laughs> you got to pay millions. Millions in <laughs> dues. It's like the most expensive it's union. It's MLM. It's a multi-level marketing scheme. Oh, yeah. It's a pyramid, pyramid scheme. scheme. It's a goddamn pyramid. <laughs> it all comes back to the pyramids. It all comes back to the yeah, yeah, yeah please. Your people, Mikey. The yeah. triangle people. The triangle people. But yeah, the, the, the fucking it all comes back to fucking pyramids. The the four letter word that starts with J. Uh, um, this kind of goes into what they found in the fucking the the van uh, where. DCPD goes in. All these guys go in, start searching the place. They find say what they think to be a reference to satanic imagery. So probably a pentagram, some kind of thing that might be interpreted satanic. Take that with a grain of salt. Maybe like even a Bible. It could even be a Bible with like just the Bible. Just the Bible. These uh, guys are satanists. They're satanists. Why would they have this here for irony? <laughs> um, on top of that, that's where they find plastic bag on top of plastic bag there's even photos of this shit mm -hmm. of them coming out with all of these bags like those bags you see at the cheeto factory mm -hmm. that's just filled to the brim of photos of kids mm. uh because they've had this warehouse since 1975 and if you're thinking about 12 years worth of documents 12 years worth of people being shuttled in and out and not just here they go all the way to a town called Culpeper, virginia which Mary mentions as a big house out, like a big ranch house out mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Which they kind of wanted to do what the Rajneeshis did in uh, Oregon, but not quite do the poisoning. It was more so of like, hey, if this guy's not going to play ball, we're going to bump him off, yeah. you know, in, in local politics. Try to Rajneeshis is more about self defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a unilateral move. It was a unilateral. <laughs> we're, we tired of this shit? Yeah. Let's get Uzis. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get Uzis and defend ourselves from rednecks and poison the local Shakey's Pizza. <laughs> you going to fuck with us? We'll fuck with you right back. It's, yeah. it's like that Joe Pesci scene. Yeah. yeah. They're going to fucking watch me? Fuck them. I'll watch them right back. Kind of like a, they bring a knife, bring a gun, they bring a gun, bring biological weapons to a pizza <laughs> joint. <laughs> Y'all just couldn't keep up. <laughs> No, but, it, it is kind of funny that uh, you bring the Rajneeshis up because uh, I've actually saw uh, a tie between them and this finder's cult, actually. Well, that's also because of the Eastern mysticism or the mm -hmm. Eastern uh, philosophy that comes in from Marion Petty's teachings from back yeah. in the day. Because uh, he combined Taoism with um, passivity in the face of oppression mm. from the likes of Gandhi and also Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. So it's a really, it's a really weird thing. It kind of reminds me of how Nazism came to be, where it's like a blend of a little bit of everything. It's like a blend of two different concepts. Nationalism and socialism. Yeah. Whereas this is more so of like two different philosophies, like more of a take it as it is, but don't take any shit from anybody. Find the most passive way you can do it. Fight them legally. Yeah. This isn't really a cult that people turn up dead, anything like that. Like, from what I read, not a lot of people turned up dead. Yeah. That's uh, always a good sign, I guess. There was, like, one murder that they were investigating that kind of prompted them to start looking into this warehouse because they had heard somebody had been killed around that area. 
Or once, um, you start, once you toss somebody down the dead person hole, yeah, you kind of you kind of get rid of the evidence. <laughs> no body, no crime. Yeah, we tossed him down the dead motherfucker hole. Um, <laughs> when he started going through this place, though, Martinez further through the warehouse, he found a room that was he can only refer to as the indoctrination room, just because how it looked. It was very much reminiscent of a Manchurian Candidate, where they're all sitting at desks yeah. and looking at a, a projector screen and there was countless sort of uh, projector discs to play um so what he said is that they had the ability to make full production movies but the mind can allure to what movies he was really mm-hmm. talking about uh one of the two detectives in the mpd at one point was questioning uh, uh terrell robert terrell because he like i said he was the pr guy who came in during this and was snapping lost his shit because he's like i know you're selling i know you're selling like you know pornography i know you're shuttling kids back and forth Mm. and wouldn't say a fucking word so they never really got any further than that still hasn't said anything still denies everything Mm. um so kind of going from there they find that then they find in these photos was a collection of photos with the kids dressed in white gowns as well as adults where they were slaughtering goats this is also where that virginia house comes in because the members that they interview including like anonymous sources that some people have found over the years uh that have been whistleblowers against the cult Mm. talk to various police departments uh i do like the the founders uh, response to this yeah it, it, it is fucking comical it's like a swoop in like the minute there's a blip on the radar these guys are already doing interviews it is like the fucking it's like a disney-esque fucking pr campaign like nobody was, died here <laughs> yeah, but it, a lot of it was uh the goat was already dead yes uh they were showing about uh, basically how to you know butcher a goat a proper way which was within like when you say butcher, it's not as bad because it's like okay, we're going to show how you, how to you, uh, you know skin and and kill. Right. Or it's nice. like a lot of kids to feed. Yeah, if they you know when they get fed, even though uh, earlier they only ate fruits and vegetables. They only ate fruits and vegetables. That's what Emmerman and uh, fucking um, uh, Houlihan said. You that hear they that? Only- you hear that? Vegans. This is what happens when you only eat fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and that was only as a reward too. That's the fucked up thing is that yeah. they didn't even feed them just because they had to feed them. It was just like, oh, you did all right today. You didn't piss me off too much. I didn't have to beat you. Here's two Flintstone vitamins. Here's two Flintstone vitamins and a and bottle that, of water and the matte blue Scooby Doo fruit snack. <laughs> One. <laughs> That got you. <laughs> but uh, on top it's of this... Even, there's not, you're, you guys are very casual. It's not Flintstones. It's a Centrum. It's an oh adult my vitamin. God. It's a fucking adult vitamin. It's just a fucking... It's a chalk stick. That's way too... It's, it's sidewalk it's chalk. That, it's that gold... It's that gold oh. hill that looks like it's got dirt on it. And it's just like swallow this motherfucker. You keep trying to fucking knock it off. You think it was underneath the couch. Somebody spilled coffee. No, that's what it looks like. That's just what it looks like. Here's your Centrum Silver. You two-year-old piece of shit. Um, <laughs> they go in further, though, too. Uh, in addition to the mattresses, they find... couldn't win 10 miles. Like, I can't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> they find more computers and also find another uh, giant map of the world. Like, mm. one of those big-ass world maps, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, one of those you, in my room. I, I think you'll find... North Carolina. It, it's pretty much like that, like how you were describing me with the fucking whiteboard. Mm. Same kind of concept. Red yarn, all in different areas of the world. They had people... This is another reason why a lot of people speculate CIA involvement. It's because certain countries, uh, like Russia, because they had connections in Moscow, they had connections in fucking Pyongyang, North Korea, which, it's a hermit kingdom even now. How the fuck are you getting over there? 1987, uh, 
uh, Kim Jong Il wasn't even in power. It, nope. was his, it was his father, Kim Il Sung. Exactly. And that motherfucker had a license to ill. So. <laughs> Juche, motherfucker. Juche. <laughs> Kim Jong Il got a license to ill. <laughs> but uh, no, so like in North Korea at that time, there was a lot more uh, trading back and forth. Yes. They weren't much like they were a hermit kingdom in the 90s, like when Kim Jong Il is in charge. But uh, Kim Il Sung, you know. He's still alive, still kind of in power. You know, he fought in the Korean War. He became the leader. So, like, there was a lot of back and forth with China and South Korea at the time because the United States at that time uh, had already built up its relationship at the uh, uh, 30th parallel. And in a volatile situation like that, there was actually, actually, uh, at the 30th parallel, technically stands as an embassy. Yes. Yes, the uh, the massive building that's uh, the yeah. big square building where everyone like holds each other. <laughs> yeah, before, like when they're like, so it's funny is like in North Korea, what they'll do is they'll send a guy out to talk to the other guy, but there'll be like a North Korean guy holding his arm and they do it the on door the other side and just <laughs> holding him and be like, just in case the Americans take him and eat him, like, <laughs> and just in case, we, and just in case we're a little too hungry, we decide to take one of the Americans and eat them. Yeah, yeah but it's, it, it's it's funny because this is how stupid politics is and how stupid this whole thing is. You have to, to to serve at the at the border point of North Korea and South Korea. You have to be above six feet tall. Yeah, you got to look imposing as shit. You have yeah. to look scary because the average height in North Korea is five foot two. The average height in South Korea has actually risen to uh, five five. Yeah, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but like, can you imagine just a six foot two and a five foot dude just standing there? And he's like, he has the internal belief that this white man will eat him. Like a giant. Well, uh, he's not bullshitting. Jenkins just ate a little Korean man the yeah, other week. Yeah. No, but like that idea. Like, Easiest this job the Navy has to offer. Yeah, but like this is the kind of stupid. Fuck a desk job. I get to scare people for a living. This is the stupidest fucking thing. Like this is why I hate conspiracies. It's like people believe this shit. Yeah. And we're talking about a cabal of secret, you know, sucking fuck party. Who's just like, <laughs> like some just eyes wide shit. shut, like yeah. fucking meets uh, like House of Cards type shit. All these people, because based on, based on what they're saying, it's like it has to be a thousand people involved in this, even more if it's a religion. And it's like they all have to keep their fucking mouth shut. Right. Really? And they did say that it has died in like membership. There's probably a dozen of them left. Like the, uh, the uh, oh, so they're still out there. Like the there's some people. Uh, Robert Terrell Gardner, he's still alive. He actually has a YouTube channel. He is still doing probably the longest running PR campaign, in my opinion, because Marion Petty died in 2002, 2004. Is it like uh, goat butchery? Uh, it's kind of like like it, how to. It's kind of like if Varg Vikernes like had to defend a mass genocide. Mm. That's uh, you know. <laughs> you can only shield so much with so much evidence yeah. after a while, and it's all hearsay. Is how he kind of puts it. And you said, and you said, like as membership wise, as a church, it's gone downhill. Yeah, it's not even like the thing is that got me why it's so iffy about calling it a cult. I'd rather call it a secret society, just because mm-hmm. there's not really that religious angle to it expressed specifically. Well, do they have a? Uh, do they have a uh, mantra or a? Uh, um, basically, a, a set of principles. Uh, most, yeah. church, most churches have these. There's written on the wall. That is of most true. Churches, uh, do they have that? And if they do, it's technically a religion. Do, I, they, do they have a meeting place? <sighs> yes. Do they have you know uh, a congregation of higher than two? But it's like I, I, the principles of them are more like like if a criminal organization is just giving you 
policies and guidelines. Like a Fortune 500 company has policies on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you're working customer service, there's a policy for the supermarket you go to, a return mm-hmm. policy. There's different policies for different situations. That's kind of how these guys are based on the telex messages that are found both at the apartment in Glover Park and this warehouse. Um, they find telex messages with correspondence of talking about the process of how to kidnap children, like I said earlier, same mm. fucking thing was found three times over. Uh, they find ideas of how to avoid law enforcement. They find information on the arrest of Douglas Ammerman and um, uh, Michael Houlihan at the apartment in Glover Park one day after the fucking arrest already happened. It mm. still hasn't broke the news yet. The news article didn't come out till the next week. That's when everybody started hearing about it, the public eye. Um, so going from that, I can't really find anything. Like it was just processes of how to fly under the radar, what to wear, what to how to look, how to talk, how are you going to hide these fucking kids? <laughs> well, the reason I ask is if it, it, are they considered a church? No, because I, I feel like, it, in my opinion, well, on, on the government end, do we know that they've been recognized as a church? Not to my knowledge, there's no mm. records. Okay. There's no written records, no explanation of it. I think a lot of the cult aspect came from Jim Bradley, who heard from an informant that had come forward. Name is redacted, of course, mm-hmm. but I understand that for the sake of no. reparation. It seems like it would be more uh, more imperative for them to register as a church. Do yeah. not under the guidelines of that. And see, I, I feel like that this wasn't supposed to be found out. That these guys fucked up. Yeah, no shit. They kind of blew the lid. Of lost children, they get found. So yeah. Like, <laughs> and this, these telex messages uh, coincide with what that FSU student found. He mm-hmm. found similar telex messages Fucking referencing that. Yeah, what's up with the computer? What he gave what it up to the just left it there. I, I checked it out um, on the. I finally found the fucking note. On the 8th, he gave up the computer to the TPD because he waited like a day before opening it. He just wanted to see if somebody was going to like ask on campus because this was during the week. But who left it in the phone booth? Never found out. They never found out. They never traced it to anybody. There wasn't. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, (laughs) for real. They had a Kaiser Soze situation where it could be anybody. Uh, It's Kevin Spacey, but we already know about what Kevin Spacey does in his basement. (laughs) Hey, you don't fuck kids, though. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> eight things legal <laughs> I don't know I, when you hold somebody against their will that's when it gets a little <laughs> when you hold them against the will it's called Steven Seagal <laughs> <laughs> and you, he used Aikido <laughs> stop screaming before I punch you in the jejunum you know I'm an Arizona sheriff <laughs> that's a whole fucking elaborate story yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all it. you hear from Steven Seagal skip 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 <laughs> <laughs> If it came out that he was part of this, I would I would not be shocked. No, I wouldn't either. Um, no celebrities, sadly enough. No celebrities. No Epstein's. No fucking like you know Clintons. Nothing like that. Nobody really. No big names. No big names. No Haas. Which no. No Haas. Have you ever heard of Haas? No. The I've former never. Speaker of the House. No. Uh, our former Speaker uh, of, uh, of the House uh, under Ronald Reagan was Art and Child Molester. Are you shitting me? Yes, H A A S. Well, it's kind of like how he hired somebody named Donald Regan. Yeah, <laughs> like that just seemed like Donald Regan was a fucking idiot too. Though he was kind of the one that was the blunder. He was like uh, Arnie from Casino, the dude that got caught on the wiretap. <laughs> oh, quote Boondocks. Uh, Ronald Reagan is the devil. <laughs> Jesus is black. Ronald Reagan is the devil. <laughs> yeah. What did I tell you about telling white fuck the truth? <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of teetering on this a little bit more, uh, we 
then get ourselves into the court case in March. Mm. Kind yeah. of fast forwarding a little bit further. Is that, is that in Florida? That is in Florida, yes, with the two men, Douglas Ammerman and Michael Houlihan. And guess what? Chicken butt. They get off scot-free. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Judge rules in their favor. No crime, no harm. Kids are fine, blah, blah, blah. They interviewed the parents. Now, one of the things going into Marion Petty is that a requirement of his cult, which is why I can say it's a cult just because he's more like the... It's like the Eight Hill Kids. You have to give up everything for me. But mm. it's not a cult of a deity. It's a cult of me and what I've created. This is my thing. It's like a, much, a, a cult to personality. A, very much. No. Very much. <laughs> I about sung that song. I, 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 I think we got a couple more years before that song comes out. But damn it, that would have been perfect timing. It's more surprising when you find out they're black. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Corey Glover alone. That they're fucking fantastic. Sick. I love that band. Uh, they did a cover of Soundgarden. That was actually really good. Yeah. Um, but you find yourself coming across these guys getting released scot-free mm. uh free to go free to do whatever they want and what year was this uh 1987 still this is only a month later okay so they were able to get arrested charged and put on trial a little bit over a month in jail not that long man habeas corpus was fast in fucking tallahassee <laughs> when you got the right connections Shit. yeah habeas corpus never cocaine heard of it falling from the sky in florida <laughs> people busting drugs with cocaine every other fucking day and these and fucking kidnappers or fucking let off Scott Free, man. Florida was I, paradise lost. Time Magazine had it right. And I think like, godless <laughs> sinners. And I think around this time though too, you had Is that it shit. retirement wonderful. You had yeah. basically all those murders in 1986 because of the Colombian drug cartel. So a lot yeah. of shit was focused somewhere else. They Everybody were all knows focused. Colombia's on, not real. <laughs> they were all focused on fucking uh, South Florida. So yeah. like Miami, Fort Lauderdale, those areas. Orlando, like that. Oh yeah. Oh, a fun fact. Uh, Orlando uh, is going out of business. The whole city? The whole city. The theme park. Orlando theme park. Oh, shit. It's going out of business. No like Universal shit. Studios. Universal Studios will be Disney. out of business. No. Yeah. Shit. Well, damn, Disney, I wasn't really that worried about. The Disney, Disney's strong. They have their own tunnels. <laughs> they do. That's the fucked up thing. <laughs> they're they're, they're a city-state. Now, I don't know if that would... It would be fucked up if that came into play here. Like, at some point, more documents released, and it turns out Walt Disney nah, was Disney, in. Disney, Disney's a, a single thing. He needs his own thing. He's his he own thing. He, he doesn't is. incorporate others. He even hated uh, even hated the fact that uh, people were making money outside of the theme park on his on his dime. He's very so, much like the Lars Ulrich of fucking theme parks. Yeah, yeah. He's more... He, He's more of the Genghis Khan. Of <laughs> he's a, he, he's you, at, you, t- you sold potato chips to shape like Mickey Mouse, motherfucker. No, <laughs> lock the door, Frank. He's not leaving. <laughs> no, he thinks he's the house of fucking mouse over here. This fucking dirty rat. <laughs> you the, really think I was going to find out? Just give Walt Disney a prick. thick, thick fucking Bronx accent. You really thought, shit you really thought I was going to find it. Do you forget who you're fucking with? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Walt you scumbag piece of shit. I bought fucking Disney. Kills him with a quill pen, stabs yeah. him in the throat. <laughs> yeah. He kills him like the dude in the fucking crow where he gets stabbed in the throat with a fucking samurai sword. Same concept. Walt Disney used his own hands to kill people. No, he, he, he strangles you. He strangles you while laughing like Mickey Mouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ, that's that's an awful image. That needs to be a conspiracy. Hey, what happened to Jimmy the Thumb? The mouse got him, man. Mouse got him. <laughs> Last time, last place they saw him was his body floating around. And it's a small world. Yeah, it is. It is Frank. It is Frank. You better keep your fucking mouth and shut. And you hear. A <laughs> 
God damn. He was a good guy. Wait, so you mean to tell me like alligators are eating kids at Disney and Universal's going under? Yeah. That's fucked up. It's a <laughs> fucked up time. <laughs> and then, then, then the times are a changing <laughs> there, Mikey. Bob Dylan couldn't have anticipated this shit. He couldn't even anticipate uh, you know, the average uh, housing price of $450,000. <laughs> or, or a house I found with my wife that was right across the street from a fucking gas station and a McDonald's and Score. was just... Eight hundred and fifty grand. Jesus Christ. Off of Pleasant Plains. Just you, you know where that gas that C D is? This is a real conspiracy is? that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Bro, hold on. This has to be this talked bubble. about. This, this has to be bubble. talked about because there's a Sitco station that's over off of Pleasant Plains. When you go you've seen the fucking Circle K gas station if you've gone if gone to pick yeah. me up, right? You know that yeah. first intersection the you come to? It's got the real good grill. Yeah. You said eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like cool fucking, after interest. It is a two <laughs> bedroom fucking house. Two bedrooms. They don't well, even have photos of the interior. <laughs> someone died in there. Somebody definitely died. You the might body as well just open still there. Your own gas station with that money. Yeah, right. Um, Quinn's QT. Quinn's QT. Double QT. <laughs> yeah. Quality and crime. All right. So child trafficking. Child trafficking. Coming back to this, you know, fucking Emmy award-winning series. <laughs> Coming to oh, you. We, oh, if we got an Emmy. Oh God, I'd be a monster. They were drunk. They were drunk. <laughs> this is I great. This, I want to submit this show for like Emmy recognition. Just, just so keep we, pushing it. Just so we could get some fucking backlog on here. Um. So, I guess to kind of go from this, uh, they found other photos. You know, kids in chains. Um. They didn't find any weapons. Surprisingly, Where did the kids no weapons. Come from where they find these kids? Uh well, like, kind of uh, going into that, the kidnapping thing, but also going into Mary and Petty, where I was saying the cult of personality. Mm-hmm. Kind of touching on your point again, Chris. Uh, Marion Petty required for the members of the cult, the women members, if they gave birth to children, because it was an intermingling thing. It was like a fucking swingers club in this bitch. And of course, the all the, yeah, it was the seventies, baby making time. Yeah. Um, they bring back the fucking quaaludes. Yeah, but that's also that also coincides with the yeah. Bring back the fucking quaaludes. But Look that at also him, he coinc- got the best rest. Uh, Petty uh, set up a. I guess this kind of goes into a principle. If you're married, he did the David Koresh thing. Your wife is mine. Your children come to me. I am their father now. I am the game caller, the stroller, the student is another nickname he earned. Uh, he's the one who raised the kids because part of their beliefs was that in order for... It, it kind of goes into the saying, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. They kind of have this pseudo-tribalism where it's like we all have to contribute to the molding and creation of this kid. Now... That's cool on paper, but when it's put into action, it's fucking terrifying. Because this is why this is why you have to have the conch. Yeah, you gotta have the conch. We also so, happen to pick and, and the and the feeling sticks, so, <laughs> so you can acknowledge people's feelings. And then that that's when you know you you end up getting stabbed by or you get crushed by a rock by your best friends that yeah. <laughs> about an hour earlier in the, into the story. Everybody was hunky dory. Yeah, everybody, everybody was cool until they weren't. <laughs> everybody was cool until they weren't. Pretty I much. Think, I think that's pretty much the, the the answer to all like conspiracy. It is what it is. Got a situation. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's kind of like this one too. Like CIA wasn't actively investigating it. Again, this was just the U.S. Customs Service doing that with local police. So it was these. The children were from the ladies in the cult. Ladies in the cult kidnappings because again Which had a kidnap. Which ones were lost? Were they all lost? All of them, but they didn't find. They found these six. That's pretty much they they 
found other indicators that the cult was operating in other areas of uh, Florida, including Miami, since I mentioned it. And uh, part of that was because in the telex messages, there was messages sent by, oh my God, what the fuck is that? What is that? It's an ad for Quite Loots. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Hell, that dude looks like he's Wait on it for the fucking commercial. It's a, it's a Quite Loot Lemon 300. Bro, that guy is on that shit. Look at his face. <laughs> Methacolune. He looks like he fucking bit into a lemon. <laughs> his whole face is wrinkled in. What do you think he feeds his eyebrows? Do you cocaine. think he feeds them leaves? What's on his table? <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Coca leaves. He's just got some. Mil- he's got a carton of milk on the table, but he's already drinking a glass of orange juice. Bro, what that's how you know. This guy that's that fucking ADHD. Like I'm gonna drink everything in this house. <laughs> shit. That's that, that, dude, that's that fucking old school breakfast, man. You know when you your mom, you, you, you see like the like the 50s family. I got a little glass of orange juice. I got a glass of milk. I got three pieces of sausage, forty pieces of bacon, forty fucking eggs, and this is in front of me. I gotta eat this before going to school. It's and my father's strong. blowing a cigarette in my face as I'm eating. Take yeah, one bite he's go and back on the bus. Because yeah, he's a cop. He's got to get back on the fucking beat. You know? And he's already smoked a pack, and it's not even fucking... Yeah. We're not even halfway done with breakfast. And this guy's fucking... You know, when he gets out of here, he's basically the only fucking cop in town, like fucking Mayberry. He just found a dead babysitter who was chopped the fuck up on Halloween night. So he's you know, drinking he's, again after being it, 10 years <laughs> off the wagon. And the Quaaludes aren't helping anymore because he's trying to speed the fuck up, and this is dragging him down. <laughs> so now he became the Newtown serial killer, but the other guy had a business no he claimed the law and a serial killer (laughs) he was doing the lord's work (laughs) he's the god's hand killer (laughs) you had that christian panic that was real oh my god not the satanic panic the jesus panic but a lot of these fucking kids jesus a lot of these kids (laughs) because we're just gonna we're just gonna segue into this motherfucker going off jesus's uh, coattails uh cloak tails yeah um Going to, a lot of these kids came from a lot of those missing persons cases, but they were renamed. Uh, kind of goes into how a lot of these uh, the six kids that were initially found didn't understand modern technology. Typewriters, staplers, computers, floppy disks. One kid, BB, or I think it was Max, was one of the two, didn't understand the concept of time. Yeah. He didn't know what the fuck a clock was. Well, that's, that's uh, another part of this uh, going into... Um, some of the theories behind why this was happening. Uh, one of the uh, popular theories was it was to take children so young that they weren't exposed to movies, television, radio, modern technology, and then use the processes that were used for MK Ultra to yeah. try to control their thought process and make them little Manchurian candidates. There is a book on a CIA, kind of touching on CIA. Um uh, like covert operations mm-hmm. and uh, mind control. Uh, there's a whole book written on it, which has that uh, senator I mentioned from the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I cannot recall his name. I think it was Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose, yes. Yeah. He uh, men- it doesn't mention them by name, but makes reference to them. Um, um, but yeah, the, the, the MK Ultra one I thought was very elaborate. Uh, kind of idea of why they would do this to kids, which I can kind of see what, why. Because that you're, if we talk about MK Ultra just for a second, you know, they were using adults for these, and it never really ended. No, it, it by this time at least. Yeah. So like in the '80s, it's still going on. The still uh, the use of PCP. Yes. Uh, in the food. Um, Amphetamines. Which, yeah. Uh, well, stay awake kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then plus plus of 1987, going into the early '90s, we have the Gulf War. Um, so you have a whole new proxy war to fight that isn't quite a a Russian deal because at this time, 1987, going into the 90s, Russia is on the on its heels yeah. economically. It's not doing great. It's lost most of its satellite countries by now. Which is why I kind of wonder if that's why more stuff came up again. Why mm. certain documents were released in 1993 because mm. of the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm. 
because uh, the documents weren't released till the end of that year. So it was kind of like, we got to make sure these motherfuckers are actually done and out because you already had defectors coming across mm-hmm. the pond to come to the U.S. and explain all these secrets. Who's to say yeah. one of those guys wasn't going to be connected in some way? But it's all, you know, this is all kind of conjecture at the end of the day. But yeah. uh, but I think that was that on a, on a list of trying to explain uh, why... Yeah, that, that it's plausible that it was part of like some NK Ultra or a integrated spy system. And another thing is too, I, I kind of going back to your question of how they got, got them. Uh, the preschool that's mentioned is a kind of a good example. The fucking yeah. tunnel system they found that uh, the CIA kind of went, "Hey, you found those tunnels? They're classified." So mm. no, you didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that never happened. Like it, it was one of those circumstances where the FBI was not watching where it was stepping it stepped on the cia's very nice shoes that it just bought and the cia said fuck face don't ever do that again mm-hmm. don't make me look like an idiot yeah. it, you know so it, do you do you believe the cia was actively working within this cult well considering that one of the businesses that uh marion petty references his son working for uh, one of them is Air America, <laughs> mm-hmm. and another one is uh, something called Future Enterprises, which Future Enterprises Incorporated was a... Just sounds like a supervillain business. It, it basically is a front for the CIA that they were training for... Uh, they were doing computer training, which, yeah. you know, early mo- moments of cyber warfare. They yeah. get the idea of that. You show up to class... You- you walk through the door, you realize you left your laptop in a fucking phone booth. <laughs> now, well, that, uh, well, my dad, when he was in the army, he uh, he went to the Signal Corps of the army, which is a different branch at that time. I don't even think it exists anymore. But at that time, they were using these eighteen wheelers that were basically giant RCA radios. Oh yeah. Uh, so like you know that's how he got into that kind of shit. So I can only imagine in nineteen eighty seven taking that big truck, making it to a little truck, and then trying to teach kids how to use that little truck yeah and uh kind of going and touching on that too it was like uh ammerman and uh Houlihan were both enrolled there at one point mm-hmm. um petty also said that his wife was a cia uh secretary or accountant one of the two mm-hmm. which kind goes of goes into the infiltration of the cia and him trying to deflect that and saying that's the only reason why they're coming after me this that and the third but he actually used his property in virginia that 90 acre farm mm-hmm. um was where a lot of these photos came from in yeah. some cases and his neighbors i think her name was uh norma richards or um wilma richards i her name's somewhere in these fucking She's disorganized gone. yeah right <laughs> her and her husband had talked about them and marion petty identified himself as a boy scout leader and then he was bringing these kids here but even they were saying these kids didn't look fucking happy they looked like they were Traumatized. They were in the dirty. Boy Scouts. Of course, they were traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, being brought in on vans, you know, malnourished. Uh, this is where you get those first reports of people finding kids in cages. This seems like just a hardcore version of Boy Scouts. <laughs> Your son was in a paramilitary organization, Eagle Scout. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like he was kinda... selected ever since he killed that whooping crane with his bare hands. Yeah. Didn't even give it a quick death. Strangled it and watched the life fade it from It just seems eyes. like this is like 
like instead of merit badges, they're doing like the POW ride out. Food. They're, they're giving like, them food. <laughs> they're doing like a POW. They're doing ride the out. fucking Japanese POW <laughs> treatment. Like yeah. they're fucking. You will eat when we say you like, eat. Like like a version of the Baton Death March with with white vans and like zucchinis. <laughs> zucchinis and fucking apples, tomatoes. Yeah. It's like the these kids have probably shit their pants watching Veggie Tales because they send them into a frenzy. Yeah, like, That's so fucked up to say because the all six of the kids are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> now, what are they doing? Flying under the radar. There's uh, some. They have social Part of the media. Fucking CIA, man. They're fucking yeah. doing God's work. <laughs> a lot of them. Well, two of them turned out to be. Uh, one, Mary Houlihan was the daughter of Michael Houlihan. Further, kind of going with that point of mm-hmm. members were fucking one another like crazy. Again, mm-hmm. it was the seventies. Um, and Max Livingston, or John Paul. John Paul Houlihan was the stepson of Michael Houlihan. Mm-hmm. So to just kind of make a connection there to kind of deepen that whole thing. Um, the mothers, there's a, there is a photo of them all uh, from John Cohen, I believe it was, who wrote a whole fucking book that's referenced in these fucking documents. Actually, it was a newspaper article from the uh, City News, it was what it was called, from Washington, D.C. Well, there, was a, there was a book that was written, uh, it's called The Death of Hope, which is the story of the CIA. Uh, yeah. It's pretty elaborate, and it goes into... Uh, not much of the finders thing but some other things they did some sketchy shit kind of like uh making people in indonesia think vampires are real to take a town yep uh i, I actually just listened oh, to that story a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah, yeah so that's, yeah. that's 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 fun here it is here here we go uh this was for in search of the finders was the name of the article but this is like front page big news type shit that I didn't even expect to, anybody to find city paper yet. Washington's Free Weekly. This is in 1988, so a year later in August, mm-hmm. that he's touching on all this. This is when everything kind of came to light. It was starting still in the public eye, but not quite as prevalent as it should be. It was mostly mm-hmm. local papers that were really breaking this down. Mm-hmm. New York Times mentioned it, but that yeah. was only... New York Times usually on the wrong side of history. Uh, it's, it's a... It's a uh it's kind of like who owns the paper type situation tells you the news kind of like right now like a lot of stuff that's not being referenced in the news right now is that there's a big push for for by new by new people oh, to, to get rid of the, the social security department here's the uh, picture of the kids yeah. these are all six of them right here that's mary max uh that's bb max is fucking smiling he's fine he got his merit badge that's honey that's honey b evans mm-hmm. um i think that's john paul yeah or, I'm sorry, that's Jean Paul, that's BB, and that's the other child. I forgot the fucking kid's name right now. I'm sorry. I, I'm amazed I can remember my name. Um, I believe that's David Houlihan, or mm-hmm. Michael Houlihan, and uh, Douglas Ammerman, as you could see. I don't know if I can zoom in, but you like go. you could see he's got that fucking pedo stash on lock. Are those all sketches of him? No, those are photos. They're just badly fucking ingrained. It's been years, they're black and white. And this shit wasn't even that old. Like, this is for a newspaper article here. You can see the handlebar mustache she's got. Um, this is just a little photo of the mothers that they find. That's Marion Petty right there. That's actually a better photo than I've seen that's been shared around. I haven't seen that photo before by uh, John Cohen. He was the one who wrote this whole article. But it's a whole article included with the uh, documents that were released. These are them. Uh, Ammerman, 41 days in jail. Ooh, I was right. Love that. Um, these two were released, like I said, and this was a photo taken of them as they were 
leaving to go back home mm. uh wherever home was and keeps going further further that's the police officer uh judy that responded and actually conducted the interviews with the suspects um what happened to judy do you know not much is known i don't think she ended up dead there aren't any uh records of her turning up dead so obviously she's still out there probably retired uh one of the detectives on this kind of like fucked it all up because he was saying that he was going to get interviewed it was kind of like his big case his big break Mm -hmm. that didn't come to fruition like that didn't fucking happen he just was a blowhard that was trying to chase after something and when it wasn't what he wanted he backed out that's the other cop that came with her too like i said this is all freedom of information you can read this at any fucking time you just Mm -hmm. gotta go type in the finders fbi vault boom go right ahead and you can find all this shit like there's even i love how there's an optometry uh article here so part of me is like oh the cia probably just threw that in to be a prick <laughs> like you blind fuck you can't see everything else why don't you not see this <laughs> uh i thought i would it just seems like a like a microfish type thing uh, like a newspaper mm-hmm. you ever use those you guys ever use those where you're going into the where you're looking at the old newspaper clippings yeah. in a library yeah yeah i did that to uh, find more information about my family and uh the little town they're from. Not a great place if you're not white. Yeah. <laughs> when I read those fucking newspapers. Oof. A local character was killed by the police. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Shouldn't have been fucking around. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> he knew what was up. He knew what was up. <laughs> but, yeah, like, and going into the, the farm he had was probably the more weird aspect just because of them trying to infiltrate the fucking um the local government in uh virginia that's what really got me and like i said he introduced himself as a fucking uh a boy scout leader hey who drew all those black squares on those documents the man the man <laughs> uh you can also see the white squares where yeah. it's all redacted yeah. <laughs> like there you have like the psychological analysis of these kids Plank. Damn. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing mentioned. Like in the timeline of events, I'll show you this. Well, that that would that would fall under uh, right to privacy. Exactly. Because yeah. so there's no reason we would see that. But it plays a huge part in the investigation as well, especially if this is a criminal or a criminal investigation. Mm-hmm. This is it's child abuse, but it's also leading on teetering on the point of trafficking. Um, around this time, like remember how I mentioned that Telex that got sent down from Petty about hey we need to lay low for a little while Mm -hmm. that was found on the computers at the apartment and the warehouse well people in florida all across the state start reporting to different police departments hey we just saw like a group that kind of fit the description of these guys in gainesville because keep in mind a lot of them are dressing like fucking government workers like how those guys are dressed black suit black tie you know formal kind of wear driving fucking you know free candy vans she don't lie she don't lie she I that's perfect that should be their theme I, I could see a dude going into work I'm trying to find the fucking timeline of events they have in this paperwork that's like it's it's not in any it's not even fucking numbered so getting I, I flustered someone find his Adderall bad thing is I'm on get the net get the net where are my ludes get the ludes Bring back the fucking quails. <laughs> Bring back the game. Well, they're still active, though. You know, quails are still being manufactured today. You know that, right? In, uh, uh, Southeast South Af- Asia. Yeah, in South Africa, too. Yep. They do uh, uh, 
I bet they're cheap as fucking stuff. They, they are extremely. They are called the White Dove. Called oh, White Lord. Dove. What they do is they mix it with tobacco and marijuana, wrap it in a newspaper, and use the uh, the nozzle as a broken bottle. Where is this? And then someone, two guys, hold you up while you take a hit. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of fucking work. God do you damn. want a good time or not? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, but I want to have to do all that, man. I'm trying to be lazy and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, actually, you would just lose time. <laughs> there's another article here. CIA tied cult accused of abuse. This Written was in, Paul Rodriguez. He was found dead later on. <laughs> probably. <laughs> this was uh, in 1993, 12, 17. This is before like everything really got divulged from the Martinez report uh, the day late, uh, the next day on the 18th. Who? That's when um, essentially the timeline of events kind of goes after they find this stuff in the warehouse and the residence, blah, blah, blah. They find out about the stuff in Virginia because the VPD, the uh, the local police department, the Culpepper and mm-hmm. the sheriff's uh, police uh, sheriff's department, get in the contact with these guys, hearing about this, and are going, "Oh yeah, uh, we've had issues with them too. They actually got like a fucking farm that we keep uh, responding to every once in a while, or we've been hearing speculations." And that's when they go on to the forty-acre farm. Now a lot of that shit, I'm not sure what came of that. Even looking into some of this stuff, it's pretty. Just like zipped hush hush type of stuff not very much is mentioned anything that is mentioned in that part of the case swept under the fucking rug redacted we don't know much about that ranch up on the hill yeah it's one of those contest every year though i tell you what yeah you would that boy scout feller (laughs) i'll tell you he can cook his fucking ass off i don't know if it's the spice uh the terror that i'm oh you can kind of see this it's faded as fuck but that's a dc police officer right there holding the bags of the photos. You can almost kind of see a kid's face in that photo. There's another one. These are all photos. They're like fucking big-ass clear trash bags. Filled. It's like a fucking tarot card, man. I can't... <laughs> it's so badly at? fucking... You could probably find these photos. Oh, you got the three of swords and <laughs> the fountain of evidence. <laughs> yeah. You're going down for a long time, motherfucker. I see prison in your future. I read these cards of Jeffrey Dahmer. He got caught the next day. <laughs> yeah, here's a little bit touching on this stuff. Finders group. <laughs> Oh, yeah, here, here's one. Here's one. During the execution of search warrants by the MPD at the two finders' properties, USC Special Agent Ramon Blank. J. Martinez, Blank, <laughs> which is detailing everything that was found in the fucking warehouse. Oh, shit. People found out about what was found in the warehouse per Martinez and Jim Bradley and another guy named Skip Clements. Skip is a nickname. His name, real name is, uh, I think, Henry Clements. Henry J. Skip Clements. Skip doesn't sound like a reliable resource. He was uh, the only person Martinez trusted to talk about this information to. Mm-hmm. That was a cur- but with a name like Skip, it's like all right, asshole. How are you? How are you over the age of sixty and you're still called Skip? You're a fucking prick. I he bet beat you Nazis wear- to death with his war shovel. Never mind. You're the coolest man <laughs> on the block. Hey, why do they call him Skip? Because he'll skip right through your fucking <laughs> artery. Never takes his aviators off. <laughs> oh yeah, they even do it. This still got blood on his flight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I kept the faces of all those I killed <laughs> with my bare hands. Uh, they mention uh, the San Diego office getting contacted because they had shit going on out in California about this group. Like, it it spreads, and there's still more that I'm even learning about mm. this. Because uh, all of this kind of gets swept under the rug after Emmerman and Houlihan get released. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you have the CIA stating 
to Martinez and the FBI, this is now an internal investigation matter because of what Petty said was because of his wife and his son having ties, but it was probably way more than that because mm -hmm. my previous point, Emmerman and Houlihan being the tech guys for the CIA, uh, being enrolled in future enterprises. So they tell the FBI to- Future enterprises sounds like the greatest pyramid scheme doesn't it <laughs> like the way it sounds that and like air it's, america it's, it, it's always showing at like 3 30 to 4 30 at night yep on like tlc as like a paid programming <laughs> and it's just it's just a fucking multi-level marketing scheme of Perfect. just two guys just telling you about the new computers and how right. you need certificates to learn it and get high paying jobs perfect Welcome with like a bunch of dirty kids in the background doo, 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 doo. Oh, yep. what's this here oh yeah here's a teletype uh, teletype from FBI Richmond to FBI HQ dated 2787. Read results of search warrants on property owned by Blank in Culpeper, Virginia. So, Marion Petty. Okay. Um, that it down. By Virginia State Police, search warrants did not produce evidence of federal or state violations of the law concerning sexual exploitation of children. However, it appears that the children found in Florida had lived at this location. Well, that's, okay, a lot of it good. was a lot they of it was they found no evidence, so we're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The FBI said that it was no evidence. Exactly. We're good. They're clear. We don't have to burn down the compounds. We don't have to exactly. fight yeah. a bunch of fucking cultists. I, I, I wanted I wanted to read that just because it was just it was perfect how they're like, oh the, yeah, we didn't find anything. But meanwhile, they have this whole fucking section redacted from uh, fucking DC. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, he didn't find shit either. That USCS guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of shit. Everything he says is full of shit. Fake news. Fake news. Pussy. <laughs> uh, no one knows more about child exploitation than me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, what's this here? Secretary of to the Secretary of State, Attention Office of Legal, the Ed legal Ed advisor Ed. Larry Potts, Assistant Director of Criminal Investigative uh, Division in the FBI headquarters. Can't fucking talk. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Search all records of your agency regarding the following individuals. Finders, Finders Group, Finders Transitional, Finders Transitional Ragged Mountain Ranch Research Center, General Scientific Corporation, Rockville, Maryland. These are all different places that were kind of expunged in the investigation. Mm. Uh, the Information Bank, 1307 4th Street, Northeast Washington, D.C., Future Enterprises, the women network, the Women's Networking Service. I... I Service. I like how they tried to fucking cover that, but the FBI guy went, well, if there's one thing we don't need is fucking feminists, so we're just going to pull that down a little <laughs> bit, discredit them. <laughs> like, you could see that some of these FBI guys are going, no, leave that in, because that looks that makes that group look worse than us. Women's Network Services just seems like a place where you go after your husband weeps your ass. Isabel Petty, Isabella Petty, yeah. wife of fucking Marion Petty, Diane Sherwood, Barbara Sylvester, and this whole little block here uh, of 10 through 14 that's missing people. <laughs> George Bush, Jeff Ronald Epstein, Reagan, probably. Gerald Ford. I mean, dude, Jimmy it was in Carter. Florida. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Sr. Wait, what? What? <laughs> The goddamn intimidators out here, <laughs> but, Arnold. Why? But but three for Dale. <laughs> he meant three children. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why is he the intimidator? He puts him in that car until that's how fast they're going to hell. They talk. <laughs> they told a baby. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. Oh fuck him! He's a wife beating piece of shit. <laughs> That people act like he founded Canapolis. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, 
Um, they also uh, named uh, John R. Stitcher was a guy I was trying to think of that initially filed the uh, Metropolitan Police report on them. Um, mm-hmm. He went by a nickname. I forgot his nickname at the time, but uh, Sergeant Stitcher sounds like a, a cruel motherfucker. Hell yeah. Well, he also was the dude I was mentioning earlier that was losing his shit on uh, Robert Gardner Terrell mm. about, like, I know you're fucking selling all these kitty porn and all that shit, and I know you guys are involved in this, that, and the other, and him just sitting there and going, where's your fucking evidence? He got pissed and stormed out. Fuck you, that's my fucking evidence. <laughs> Pretty much how it went, and he just fucking screamed, cursed him out, and then Mark left. Wahlberg? <laughs> it was Mark Wahlberg pulling, like, his character from The Departed. That's how I imagine this guy. Like, he... I'm going to Duncan. I'll be back. I'm going to Duncan. I'll be back. You guys want anything? Fuck you. You're not getting anything. (laughs) Fucking put your hand down. Who forged your transcript? (laughs) The FBI, motherfucker. That's who forged it. That was my favorite fucking uh, line in that whole movie. Like like I said, I'm just scrolling through here just to see if there's any other good bits to fucking throw in. But there's a lot of info. And I'm glad you've been reading a little bit on this, Chris. Because, dude, I'm still pining through this shit. And going I, I don't even know where to begin with some of this stuff because it's like you'll start it's like the Winchester house syndrome with this bitch you, you you end up going up a staircase where you think oh my god this whole thing is going to go all the way to the top and then there's a fucking sudden wall behind a yeah. door yeah. it's like every open door you have there's immediately a brick wall waiting behind it mm. you'll get down a hallway you'll figure some shit out think you got it all and then boom nope you're not getting any further mm. um, I hate this game yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's the most unsatisfying case of blue balls in written form. <laughs> this like, for this, would great, this would be a great plot line for the next Scooby Doo movie. Them just peering <laughs> the over lost the shit. Children. Yeah, the lost children. It's fucking nuts, dude. Like finding out about the parents. It turned well. Another reason why they um, go out to California too is because a few of the mothers of the six kids mm. are still living in San Francisco after they said they're living in D.C. So, in a way, they kind of told on their fucking selves. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is enough for part one, dude. There's so much more I can go, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah. well, before, I'm we, before we stop, I just want to uh, break some of the stuff I've seen. Um, so, with the Finders, you know, as a cult of conspiracy, basically, um, it kind of delves into three, three kind of options at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is the CIA complicit with working for a cult did the cult infiltrate the cia to find more information to spread their their organization or did the cia hide this to prevent a satanic panic realization that this is a cult operating within multiple states and countries while stealing children so you kind of uh, it's kind of probably a, a grab bag of each you know uh that's kind of how i see it uh, i'm trying to take more of a pessimistic loop Luke, uh, view at this because I know the CIA does a lot of nasty shit. Oh yeah, of course for, for the government, and they kind of have to because we've given them purview to do that. Yeah, but um, I see this more as just a, a a conspiracy of a cult and not a government organization. That's kind of how I see it too. Because one of the things that they mention, um, what the CIA internal affairs report mm-hmm. mentions, is that it was a or I think it was Tom Lewis. It was one of it was somebody either in Congress or part of the investigation mm-hmm. says that there was a cell that was part of Future Enterprises that went bad, yeah. and that something splintered off. So it kind of goes into your point that mm-hmm. it wasn't facilitated by the government, but 
the seeds were planted they just figured out how to grow their own yeah. weeds and the research into the, the daycare center and the tunnels um a lot of kind of in the middle uh, theory is uh, and keep on this is also just conspiracy is that it wasn't built like that it's a building built on top of something else mm-hmm. um and apparently you know where you live there's there is a massive amount of tunnels in the United States that go kind of everywhere. Yeah, uh, this is kind of explained in the movie uh, Us. Oh yeah, you're so right. They talk. They kind of they kind of foreshadow that uh, in that movie that there's a lot of unused tunnels that were part of uh, a network system that was going to be used that never got to because of the Cold War. Of course. And, um, and considering and, DC too. Yeah, and I think DC's got enough problems already with PizzaGate type motherfuckers running around, especially from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that happened. That guy was from Salisbury. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That fucking idiot. But um, it, it kind of like is the precursor to that is what kind of gets me. Mm-hmm. Like the the catalyst that eventually leads to Pizzagate. Because this is kind of like Pizzagate-esque shit yeah. before Pizzagate. Yeah, and there's always going to be a conspiracy behind uh, someone taking children. Oh, of course. Because it's, it's fascinating. Uh, especially now with the whole Epstein situation. Uh, just like Maxwell's still alive, uh, I'm pretty sure she will kill herself. Probably. <laughs> at some point. Uh, but it also goes into uh, more of a uh, hierarchy of, uh, hey, what do we think happened? Well, we're not sure. Well, okay, what, what evidence do we have? All right, let's come to a conclusion based on the evidence. Well, the problem with that is the evidence either is fully redacted someone's lying straight out because you have to pretend that the resource is reliable and it kind of muddies the waters all around and i think that's i think what's what's great about this one is is because it's so new the amount of pool of speculation just skyrockets uh anything can be involved right with just the right amount of wordplay and i think a lot of stuff too with this kind of got overshadowed with the the that whole stargate kind of concept that the cia released you know that kind of overshadowed this because everybody was more into that because stranger things was big at the time so they were kind of seeing documents of what stranger things was roughly making a reference to the matoic incident yes and um also their experiments with astral projection shit like that you know your men that stare at goats Mm -hmm, exactly ultra so perhaps I wasn't paying attention. What makes what's the difference between is a satanic cult and then just straight up child sex trafficking? It's or are kind they both of both the same thing. Both in this case, it's kind what of one of the Satanists same. Using children for uh, money. You well, can sell them. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's that's the misconception about uh, a lot of these satanist groups, right? Because it's a satanic panic. Yeah, yeah. So all of it is false information being told about a religious group. Yeah. Uh, a lot of satanist groups try to push, you know, free will ideas that you're the master of your own universe. Uh, a lot of a lot of that kind of goes into the uh, other versions of uh, satanism uh you can even reference fucking william cooper in this case if you want like a fringe right take on it where it's like secretly everybody's kind of a satanist but not in the way you think of a satanist like it's not blood rituals it's basically i understand that religion can be used to control people it's kind of like the book of eli uh, with Gary Oldman where he's trying to get the Bible. I know this can be used as a precursor to control public opinion, but I don't believe it in myself. No. It's just easy. So child, tra- child sex, traffic- sex trafficking is an industry. Yeah, There's something you can't have a person 
and a group's going to facilitate that. That's what that is. It's a business of anything. Yeah. But what's great about Satanic Panic is anything you fear can be made as part of Satanic Panic. I, I worry about heroin being distributed to middle school kids through Halloween candy. It's those goddamn Satanists yep. that are giving out black tar heroin to all these kids. Right, right. It's such an easy blanket to cover everything. And what's cool about Satanic Panic is it creates a uh, kind of a bullseye of where to aim your anger at. Kind so of like a, a second wave of McCarthyism, except using the religious right. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back into like communism, actually. Cause, yes. Yes, it does. Uh, because at the time, Russia and China had kind of gotten rid of religious organizations uh, throughout their you know, communist regimes. Now, Nowadays, they've changed. Uh, Russia's a very more orthodox Christian, very hard right-line, you know, far, hard right leaning religious organizations your orthodox christians and catholics that strangely hates nazis but it's like they kind of they're, they're being nazis yeah <laughs> exactly like, like it's it's act, so confusing yeah, they act a lot like nazis for a bunch of people who hate nazis yeah for real and like you know your religious groups in china who have to register with the government to make sure none of no anti-government rhetoric is being said in the church so uh, it's kind of it's kind of a, like a feel-good type message yeah in the beginning which is how they lure you in of course but with satanic panic you end up with these horror houses which is basically just right-wing propaganda about the cabal the the cabal anti-evolution theory uh abortion theory they're drinking the blood of the youth yeah 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 they're doing the elizabeth bath reach adrenochrome which was fucking corroborated by like people living out in silicon valley like the big money people out there the billionaires they mm-hmm. they mention shit like that which is kind of fucking terrifying yeah well, i don't know you take they, that with a grain of salt yeah yeah i take that with my microsoft computer <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, sorry uh, bill <laughs> sorry bill you're looking you're looking rough for someone who eats the blood of children <laughs> that's where i kind of i'm like all right this is QAnon territory but the great thing about satanic panic is this is actually very well done in smaller communities yeah. because they can point the finger at other groups that are similar to theirs. And, oh, no, the, those Catholics over there, they're not really Catholics. They're all a bunch of fucking Satanists. And those Protestants over there keep stealing our fucking whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need to get them motherfuckers. So, like, yeah, that's kind of the big difference. Now, then you have the difference between what is a cult and a religion. Uh, a, a religion, a man or woman or whatever, decrees a set of values based on what God has said. And a cult leader does the same thing. The only difference is, in religion, that guy's dead. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Martyr, it's martyrdom. It's through it's a martyr. prophet. You're Moses. Moses, uh, Abraham, he's dead. We get Judaism. You know, Jesus died. We get Christianity. All, the Paul, per, Paul, John, Peter, Mikey, Johnny. You know, Muhammad ascended dead. to heaven. There's Islam. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah. the same concept they, all the way around. Not, they are not here to be questioned. They said they're in peace and were dipped out. That was so, it. That's the whole difference between a cult and a Whereas religion. in a cult, it's, it's the person still alive and dictating how it should be. David and telling Brush. the truth. And they're yeah. telling the truth. Yep. Their own truth, but it's the truth. It's the truth, wholeheartedly. Like David Koresh, we spoke about this before. David Koresh believed every fucking word he ever said. 100%. 100%. To a fucking T. Jim Jones backed out at the last minute. Pussy. Had his guard shoot him instead of drinking the uh, the fucking Flavor-Aid. Use Flavor-Aid. That's still the most insulting thing that motherfucker did. Um, one of the more fascinating things about this kind of conspiracy is you're delving into a little bit of modernization toward the tail end. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens after 2000, we can kind of say, like, okay, everyone just shut the fuck up. Computer died. <laughs> yeah. Anything after 1985 to 2000, though, 
yeah, there, there's room for conspiracy right. because things were done a little bit differently. It's not all in the cloud. It's not on the cloud, man. It's not. It's not. It's not you part of the big thing. You're at the mercy of if the FBI says, "All right, we'll cater to your little Freedom of Information Act yep. and release this stuff," but we're going to release it on our own terms. Hmm. It's kind of like uh, when you're indicted, like these guys that get indicted for murder cases, and they rat out everybody else, but try to make the crime seem. Less, less like they were involved. Like I was there, but I didn't pull the trigger. I saw this guy, this guy, and this guy pull the trigger. It's kind of the same concept. Um, you when know, in truth, it's like no, I stabbed him four times. I stabbed him four in times in front of my friends, and then made them shoot him or yeah. let them shoot this guy. Yeah. It's the it's the CIA investigating itself. Right. How how well do you think that's going to go? It's like cops investigating themselves. It doesn't go well. <laughs> I think I of that didn't story, buddy. I just taught them how to I think launder that's, money. <laughs> I think of that story from fucking New York City where the NYPD was in the Bronx and they had undercover cops posing as drug dealers and undercover oh, cops posing as drug buyers and the undercover they cops arresting each other. They just arrested one another. It was just like, you're under arrest, asshole. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you're not going to believe this, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe in the ineptus, inept... Uh, they cut my pension. Of these, of these <laughs> dumb fucks who don't talk to each other. Because that's another part of this. The FBI, the CIA at this time, and Homeland Security do not talk to each other. But right? what gets me and is they are all also very decarb... Well, decompartmentalized. Yeah. Now they are. I can't say out loud. Now they are, but back <laughs> then, not so much. <laughs> they, they're still very compartmentalized because they're all kind of like word. snooty and better than everybody else. Yeah. But even within themselves, like... In a way, it's yes. It's plausible that three CIA guys were just kind of doing this on the side and yeah, then got busted with their pants down. If the CIA can mm-hmm. have Maybe members literally. that do cocaine on the side, not get caught for a while until that piss test comes up, I think they could do this shit. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to fucking fly under the radar and make that second floor man Even they don't fly under the radar, just blatantly fucking do it. Right. That's and lie. Part and like, you, got, you have people in the FBI who blatantly do fucking terrible shit. I then, mean... Then you have... The CIA doing the same thing, except the CIA can print their own fucking money if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another part of this. Is 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 the is this part of the black budget of the of the? Was this the Bush years of the CIA? No, it this was, was uh, up until 1993. So it went from Reagan to no George was, Bush. George, George Bush, Bush Senior. Senior. Yeah, he was a former director of the CIA. Yeah, is when? This when he was director of the CIA, no, it, he was not. It, no, no, he was no. president at this time because this yeah. 19 uh, later he was gotcha. a director of the CIA. A long time ago, during the time of Nixon, this is guys. around the end of the Reagan years, going into the beginning of the Bush Senior years, because 1993 is when all the stuff from Customs comes out. This, about is, where, Martinez. this is where we start ramping up for things like the Gulf War. Yeah, uh, so, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia freaking out and wanting you know U.S. to be involved and Kuwait being invaded by Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have the Kingdom getting involved, which ends up becoming OPEC. Uh, Government-sponsored dictatorship, in a way. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. That's democracy. Everyone freedom. Put a, everyone put a piece of paper in the box. Everyone. Well, this man in the AK, with an AK-47 watches you. He's a poll watcher. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. That gun is to protect for your safety. Your safety. That's why he's pointing it towards you. Your safety. And if you That's look closely, he's pointing it just above your vital organs so he might catch you in the collarbone but you know what you're gonna live you're gonna have a shattered fucking collarbone but you'll live you'll that's be not walking how cable it works but <laughs> no it's fine it's fine they don't know they're not educated we don't make them read <laughs> half of these people in here can read but yeah, so half it, it, goes into, it goes into the bush years which later into the clinton years which back into the bush years so yeah bush family's really kicking Double ass bush, baby. 
You th- the 70s couldn't kill the Bush, neither could the 90s. No. <laughs> no. Man, he protected Texas from the Viet Cong. <laughs> Am I late? <laughs> George is fucking 1989. <laughs> well, folks, that was another episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy uh, Cult. Uh, this is, like I said, part one of a multi-part series on the Finders Cult. We will be back uh, periodically with other episodes in between. Uh, this is going to take some time, so bear with us. I got to get uh, the yarn. You know, you Michael's yarn. ran out of red yarn. They barred me. They got my fucking photo at the front door now. <laughs> Alex is going to be really upset when I take down all his posters and just start putting up fucking... Red fucking twine everywhere. Dude, what happened to my Misfits poster? Man, fuck the Misfits. We got better shit to worry about. Look at this world map we constructed. <laughs> Look at this map I've constructed of the world upside down and flat. Upside down <laughs> and flat. And I've also got like all these photos of major world leaders and celebrities somehow being involved with one another. I think my favorite thing is if all these were true. That'd be fucked. That would be fucking fantastic if every conspiracy was true. There is a Mothman. There is a Bigfoot. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster really is real. Or is dead. Or is dead. They <laughs> killed it. They've been doing like some kaiju cybernetic shit. Scotland Yard was involved oh, in it. Oh, 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 <laughs> Mecha Loch Ness. Someone call Guillermo de Toro right now. <laughs> Get him on the line. John Cena's not real. He's actually an astral projection of an old man. He's a, he's he's a, a collective a, astral projection. He's a collective he's a, astral projection. He's, he's a topa of all wrestling fans. <laughs> yes, because there's so many people believing all the same thing at one time so strongly that he's real to them yes and it's seeped and he makes out terrible movies it's, it's kind of like when you take a lot of lsd with a group of people and you all kind of have the same halluc- uh, like hallucinations <laughs> well folks thanks for listening let us know in the discord of any other cryptids or conspiracies hell any cults you want us to talk about thank you mikey for coming back yeah, of course thanks uh, for we'll have me. you back for another one i'm sure Maybe we'll have Cap, too. Just, I just want to do one that just scares the shit out of him. <laughs> Maybe like a, a family of cannibals that live in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs>